0: Hi, I'm Nathan Gould. And I'm Lazarus Kromos. And this is The Daily Doha, episode 6, looking back on games played starting on Friday, the 25th of November. We had four games, as we do every day now, and Lazarus was... A day in prospect.
1: In lieu of a sponsor, who should be sponsoring this episode of the Daily Doha? Nathan, who do you think? I'm struggling to find one today, to be honest. Yeah, same. Um... It could be due to lack of sleep, though. Team Melly, let's go with Iran.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout.
1: That's a great turnaround. That's a great turnaround from uh, a 6-2 trouncing against England. Yes, the game changed once the send-off happened, but... Well, it didn't change. Iran were were the far better, far stronger side and deserved the win. But um, uh, the result uh, the result reflected what uh, the situation what the situation of the game was after the send off.
0: Yeah, let's, let's talk more about that game. let will start with the first one. And you're quite right to mention Iran. They did bounce back, and the first half was a team I think still feeling some of the effects from that demolition job from England on match day one. But as the game wore on, and they kept that clean sheet. And they had a couple of chances themselves. They slowly and slowly and slowly, but surely grew in confidence. And they had a big chance early doors in the second half that, uh, they hit the post and pretty much from throughout the second half, I thought they just grew and grew and grew in the game. And yes, the red card helped, but I thought they would have won that game red card or no. And, uh, it was a two, two all important goals for them, both late on in the game and an important win for a run. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um, I
1: will say that that's the Iran that we I think we all expected to see from the from the get go. That second half performance was the Iran that we are used to seeing in Asian qualifiers and coming up against uh, as the Socceroos do. And it was a great performance to turn that around. Well done to uh, Carlos Quiroz, uh for for um, and his team there for getting those players back up mentally because that was. I tell you what, that was such an entertaining game. It was. Ex- I was exhausted by the end of it. <laughs> it was. It was just end to end, and you know, it was a cracker pace as well. The, the the pace of the game was just, and that's what desperation does, right? That's what desperation does. Desperation for a result. So that was just uh, so far. I mean, it was uh, one of the, the better games that we've seen. I mean, they've all the standard of football has been well. Standard football has been pretty good, but I actually think the drama as well has been pretty good at times in this World Cup so far. It hasn't disappointed thus from a football perspective thus far.
0: Yeah, it took a little bit to get going in terms of drama, but it really has ramped up now. And Iran, funnily enough, despite that dropping in match day two or uh, in match day one, are sitting in second place in the standings ahead of the USA and Wales. So that's funny how football works in a, in a three match three match blitz to get through to the knockouts. You have one bad result, but it's not the end of the world. And let's now talk about the. Other t- oh, we'll talk about Wales, actually. What did you make of Wales in this game? We talked about Iran, how good it was that they bounced back, but the Welsh, yes, they had a couple of chances, but they didn't really threaten too much for mine. And Joe Allen, when he came on, was not good, not good at all. And Yeah, fault for Joe Allen. He partially, maybe fully at fault for uh, one of the goals, his poor the clearance. The first goal, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Wales were on their feet. I mean, they were a 10 men at that stage. They were out on their feet, and obviously I think the heat must have affected them as well. Uh yeah, but the pace, like I think, sometimes you, you make a substitution and the substitutes can struggle to to get into the rhythm of the game. How do you get into the rhythm of that game? You know, and Iran substitutes, you know, obviously were able to to, to adapt straight into the pace because that's what they're accustomed to. Right, so Iran were in control of that game. The result is fair. Nobody can question. Uh, Wales gave it a, gave it the best that they could that Iran could let them do. You know, it's Wales were disappointing. I, I think they look back at this as a missed opportunity. In particular, as well as against the Americans. So, I mean, look, they're still alive. They're still alive. They're not out of it. But they have to beat England, right? Um, So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, in in match day three. But should we move on to England versus the United States that we've just seen?
0: Yes. The other game in Group B, a nil-nil.
1: Should we call it football versus soccer?
0: Yes, football versus soccer. (laughs) Uh, Yes. America for mine, after watching the game, I thought they were the better team overall. England just, where was the England team that we saw against Iran? They didn't have the same sort of energy, the same sort of intensity, the same sort of desire to win that game that I saw against Iran. They couldn't get anything up the pitch in the second half. It was only that Harry Kane header towards right in stoppage time that was their only shot in the second half, I think the way it came out and America yes they had a couple of chances and they would be reflecting on this game with uh, a missed opportunity because they could have gone and won this
1: chalk and cheese as far as the English are concerned between the Iran game and this game there was no intensity in this game the game started very pedestrian for a 10 at 10 p.m kickoff uh, Qatari time the nighttime games have been uh, pretty good affairs thus far Uh, the late kickoff affairs I should say with goals in them, and this game just started off really pedestrian, fell into the Americans' hands, and the Americans, to their credit, and you're right, Nathan, should have won. This is a missed opportunity again, and it's incredible to me that England and the United States have played three
0: times in the World Cup, and England have not beaten them. It's a remarkable statistic. One win to the United States and two draws. And thing is, the point for the USA, it's all right. It is all on the line now for that Match Day 3 game against Iran, but the onus is on the Americans to go out and win the game now because they're behind Iran in the standings as, I, as we mentioned so it is a missed opportunity they, if they got something more out of the game against England or the game against Wales who I don't think we're going to sort of tip Wales to beat England here so Wales will finish bottom of the group it's unlikely it's unlikely based on, I think the Welsh are spent from that 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 game But the USA not being able to beat Wales and now missing their opportunity against England, it doesn't really bode well for them for the Iran game, I think. And I'm sticking to my prediction for Iran to get out of the group. And so you should. It was looking a bit dicey after match day one. But based on what I've seen on match day two, I do think Iran are in a a better position now. And America, yes, they play some good football. Yes, they keep it on the deck at times. They press well. They had good energy today in the second half. I thought they were going to fade a little bit, but they didn't. They kept going. But... They just don't have that little bit of extra quality to get over the line.
1: We'll have to, uh, we'll do a preview of the geopolitical clash of the uh, Qatar 2022 World Cup USA versus Iran on match day three. (laughs) (laughs) It's all on the line. It's crazy. Crazy. Look, I think you're right with your predictions now. I think um, Prima Facey, Iran are going to get through. All they need is a draw now.
0: It's interesting. If you're Carlos Kirosh, do you set them up to play for that draw? Because they are going to sit deep because they are going, it's a run and it is, they are going to surrender a lot of the possession as we've seen in the first two games. But how defensive do you go? How much do you sit off?
1: That would go against the trend of this tournament. Whoever has been on the front foot and been brave has gone and get, reaped the, the rewards. So Iran should try and play the same way they played today. It's been very intense, very demanding, physically demanding, but they need to They need to play as if to win the game, and that's how all teams should try and approach it.
0: Well, America are the home of the brave, and they're going to have to be just that in match day three. We'll see how that transpires. It's amazing how quickly these games are rolling around. I was just looking at the calendar. We're already getting into, the, into match day three come Wednesday, I believe it is. So it, it's coming thick and fast, all these games, and the short turnaround. Tonight, Sydney time, we're into match day two for groups C and D,
1: so we'll be halfway through match day two.
0: It's just moving so fast. Let's have a look at the other games of Group A. We had Match Day 2. Lazarus, you, you saw both of them uh, live. Uh, I don't envy you with a, with, a, with a one-all draw in netherlands Ecuador. Yes, that was a uh, an interesting game, but still a draw. But as you mentioned, that's the big story here. The hosts being eliminated from their home World Cup. Two defeats. At least they scored this time.
1: You know what, Nathan? After the, the they went 2-0 down... You could have thought they, they, I mean, even during the game itself, they had enough chances to actually win the game, let alone draw the game. So, yeah, look, you can't um, accuse them of having stage fright this time around. Again, maybe they started off a bit on the nervous side and that allowed Senegal to take control. But, again, it it was an entertaining game and the kind of game that you expect at the the World Cup, you know, and with opportunities at at goal. um, Senegal looked really good going forward. Um, yeah, it, I, I feel for the Qataris because they had enough chances to win this game, let alone draw. Entertaining fi- fixture. Their defence is the issue at the, at the back. They were just too shaky. I mean, you, you've gone, you've you know gone two one um, down. Like you've you know come back with a goal to make it two one. You still took, got time on the board, and very quickly you can see the third goal. You know, just a defensive lapse. So, and
0: that's the story of the game.
1: And unfortunately, uh, Qatar. Uh,
0: are gone from the tournament. They are, and you quite. That's all good points that you mentioned. I don't have much more to add to it. I'd just like to speak a little bit more about Senegal. That this team, they look good going forward. I It's always going to be that what if if Sadio Mane was a part of this side, how far could they go? Because they looked good. And a word as well on Edouard Mendy, who didn't have the best of games against Netherlands, and he really did redeem himself.
1: Did you see that was Edward Mendy critical save at a critical time during during the game? And had that gone in, then I can then I, you know, easily contend that Qatar going to win this game. That's how critical that save was. Similar to Gonda's, I mean, Gonda's uh, performance against Germany in that sequence, I don't think will, you know will be forgotten very quickly. But Mendy, my goodness, just makes you realise how good these keepers are.
0: Yeah, and good on Edouard Mendy for keeping his chin up because he was copping a lot of stick after that first game against the Dutch, particularly on that Cody Gakpo goal where he came for it, missed the ball completely and uh, got found out. But yes, as you say, Lazarus, a, a critical save at a critical time and that led Senegal to go on and pick up the three points and set up a mouth-watering match day three game between the Senegalese and the Ecuadorians. This is now winner-takes-all.
1: I never thought I would say this. I can't wait for Senegal versus Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great game. Oh, I can't wait to see this.
0: I tell you what, the sleep patterns have taken a blow this past week with all these overnight kickoffs. But once we get into match day three and we've got two games of two and two games of six, it, it, it's, it's done. <laughs> it's done. Yeah,
1: don't, don't worry about the sleep patterns, they're gone. <laughs> We're used to it living in this part of the world as well anyway, if you're a football fan. so
0: Let's also shift over to Netherlands-Ecuador, chat a bit more about that game. We mentioned the improvement in the Senegalese. Ecuador, it looked like they were ready to go again with their performance, and they came out with a, a similar sort of intensity and mentality as they did against Qatar.
1: And, Nathan, they surprised me again this morning, Ecuador. They, they are, you know, we've underestimated them, and, you know, we wrote them off in our uh, Group A uh, preview. But i tell you what, I'm um, happily had my mind changed about them. They they will they will get out of this group, I think, right? We don't know what's going to happen with this. Uh, you know, this group is, aside from Qatar, all three are uh, in with a fighting chance. I expect the Netherlands to beat Qatar, obviously. But the, having said that, the Dutch weren't that great this morning. Although, it was funny, we had, um, up until this match day, so all of match day one, throughout all the groups, there were no goals scored out of the box. Today comes... And my lord, have we had some goals scored from long range?
0: Yeah, I was just thinking yesterday, after Richarlison scored his fantastic overhead kick, there hasn't really been an outrageous goal. like we've well, seen you one would, this morning, I think. We have seen one this morning, yes. But uh, prior to today's games, there wasn't really an obvious amazing goal. It was good football. We've seen plenty of good football, but nothing that really would be um, nominated for goal of the tournament. If I if I can say it like that, and we saw some contenders today. Uh, the the opener for Iran, Cody Yakpo's was fantastic as well.
1: That's the one I'm talking about, Yakpo's. That's a great goal,
0: brilliant strike. Two goals in two games now for Cody Yakpo. Really is uh, carrying this Dutch team at the moment. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and and look, Senegal scored a goal from outside of the box as well, you know, as well. So it's just yeah, it's good to see some of the goals are flying in. Although we've you know we've still we had another nil or draw today so
0: you know that's okay
1: as long as the goals keep flying in
0: shall we move over to your player of the day lazarus who caught your eye from the four games oh
1: that's a good question that's a good question um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say ramin rezian from iran the right back who scored the goal as well
0: he was fantastic yeah
1: yeah he was yeah he caught my eye He, he brilliant performance typified iran's comeback
0: and showed good energy the entire game up and down the park didn't stop. I'm going to go for also an Iranian, but I'll go for a different one. And I'll go for uh, Ruzbe Shesmi, the guy who scored the the opener of the game. Only second ever goal for the national team as a, a late sub, comes on and delivers that. That could potentially be goal of the tournament, just for what that means for Iran to secure, well, to open the open the scoring and effectively being the winner of the game, putting them into second place in the group. It was a fantastic strike and just the moment all round. Um, the stadium just exploded when that goal went in. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Agree. Uh should we move on to anything that else that caught your eye today?
0: Um well Cody Gakpo, his strike was fantastic. Mm, I was thinking more so off the pitch. Okay. What have you got in mind, Lazarus? Got a couple of things. But Yakpo's strike was
1: unreal. I mean we've already said that, but yeah, it's incredible. Uh did you see oh, did you see the American player wiping the uh his hands on the photographer's bib?
0: I did see that, yes. To
1: take a throw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Usually there's a towel hanging around somewhere, but uh, he had to improvise.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I was him, I'd be giving him my uh, match shirt to that photographer. Yeah, or or at least the, the, the clean one anyway, or the dry one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe the used one will be more valuable.
1: Maybe, maybe. <laughs> the other thing that caught my eye is, I don't know if you've been following SBS Sports' um, Instagram page uh, with regard to the World Cup.
0: I haven't, but uh, enlighten me.
1: Harry Kuehl and Adrian Archulie from SBS doing the... Uh, the pre match analysis and formation for how Australia and Tunisia are going to line up with salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> Love
0: it. Who was the salt and who was the pepper?
1: Uh, Australia with the salt and Tunisia uh, with the pepper.
0: Ooh, does that mean it's going to be a, a 2 3 win? Or three 2 win to Tunisia. Who knows? Who knows? But if we it, we'll move on to the
1: um, preview, like the preview of, of tonight's games, obviously. But Atkinson's been ruled out. Right. Okay. So yep. and um, Dang has got a hamstring uh, twinge. So Frank Karatich here looks like he was starting.
0: Might be Degenek. He did come on and play right back in the in the first game. But uh, yeah, I would expect Karicic to start.
1: I think Arnold actually said overnight that it'll be Karicic.
0: I think that's a good call. I I think I would have played Karadzic regardless if Atkinson was fit or not in this game. I think based off the first game, yes, he didn't have he didn't have the best of times Atkinson, but yeah, I think a change is needed at at right back. I'm I'm expecting Aiden Hrustich to come back in as well for McGree. Yep, no, I think that's fair. And interesting to see who he plays up front. Graham Arnold, do you think he'll stick with Mitch Duke or will he twist and go for Jamie McLaren? I've got
1: a feeling he's going to go McLaren in this game. Don't uh, don't know why. Just got a hunch. What do you think?
0: I'm expecting Australia to have more of the ball in this game. Because based on what I saw in the first round of fixtures, Tunisia did sit off Denmark a little bit. Yeah, but going forward, going forward is where Tunisia is strong. But it was going forward into space as well. You know, look, fact is,
1: we can say all we like, Australia needs to win this game in order to stay alive, even at 1-0, right? At 1-0, we've got a fighting chance. But just go out and play, right? Go out and play. And if it bites us on the backside, well, it bites us on the backside. But don't just sit back and give them respect, Right? Try and force the game midfield. Show some urgency. I know it's going to be hot in the middle of the day. It'll be a home ground atmosphere for the Tunisians as well because there's a, a,
0: a large number of Tunisians there.
1: Um, but it's all or nothing now.
0: Yeah, and there's been some calls to say that this game will be three points for Australia. I don't think it's going to be that straightforward. I don't think we're going to be able to swap Tunisia aside, particularly after what I saw from the first game. But... It needs to be a win for the Socceroos to keep keep going in this tournament, to be alive for match day three. Something that we haven't been able to say for the last couple of games that we've been alive. Oh, Something that we haven't been able to say for the last couple of tournaments that we've been alive for the last round of fixtures. And as we've been saying all along, yes, the Tunisians are a good side. Yes, it's going to be tough for Australia to win. But this is the best opportunity we've had to win a World Cup game for over a decade. Since 2010. Yes, as I say, it's not going to be an easy win, but it's the easiest chance we're going to have.
1: It's all on the line now. The guys have got nothing to lose, and they should play like they've got nothing to lose. There's, you know, there's no pressure. Just go out and, you know, just go out, play football, do better than what the other team do. And really, it's that simple. I just want to see a better uh, effort in application and um, and more courage going forward, and, and no fear. And what will be will be. If, we, if Tunisia are the better team, good luck to them. If they're not, well, hopefully we are.
0: Hopefully, Lazarus, it's time to uh, put your chips down. Which way are you going to say this game is going to go? Are you going to go with your head, your heart,
1: or are they saying the same thing? No. No, they're not. But I'll just say what my heart is saying, just for the sake of it. Australia 2-1.
0: I'll back that in. I'll go for Australia 1-0. And being alive for the last matchday, fingers crossed, we'll be able to pull off a result.
1: Get out there, support the Socceroos, and hopefully they can bring it home. What other games do we have tonight,
0: Nathan? We have the other game in Group D. It is France against Denmark. Tasty game. This was a a nil-nil in Russia four years ago. This game is now at 3 a.m. tonight. How is this one going to go? This game... This is a tough one to call. I don't know how to call this game because Denmark have had France's number for a few years now. And Denmark, they weren't great going forward against Tunisia. They didn't really have that little bit of quality up front to to get an all-important goal. France looked scintillating against Australia... For pretty much the entire game I honestly don't know How this one's going to go What do you think? This game would go
1: Either way If we go with current Or not current Recent history Denmark will win this game Based on what I saw last uh, In the last uh, Match day France will win this game And should France equality we, we, I mean we all know that Right But I didn't see the Issues with infighting And didn't see the issues With um, With regards to Performance That they've been uh, Experiencing They Australia, we played them into form and they look like they're in form and they look like they could score at will going forward. So let's see what happens. But I look, during my, during the preview, we said Denmark would beat France. I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. I'm, I'm going to go with France in this one. I think France will win 2 1.
0: If Denmark go out and win this game, do you think that, does that also amplify your thoughts on the match between France and Australia? That if Denmark are able to go out and, for example, win 2 0, right? Does that it's not going to change your opinions on that first game, but does it amplify them?
1: You're right there, Nathan. Right, if Denmark do beat France, it just gives further weight and further credence to the issues that we highlighted throughout the last three days with regards to the soccer's uh, lacklustre performance and the mentality. But let's we can't control what Denmark are going to do against France, right? We are in control of what we can do. Bottom line is that the performance against France was lacklustre. Yes, like I said. Bearing in mind, we don't have the quality of player that the French do. But we were talking more so about in the area of application and effort and actually just trying to close the space and, and trying to force mistakes and get them on the back foot. The Danes will press the French. I just, say, I just think that the French will be too clever to play around it or to, play, or to be able to play through it because they've got quality. But you, you, I think you'll see a, a effort with the Danes. But the Danes won't fear the French either. And if, and if, you know, the Danes have got the the wood on the French at the moment. So, yeah, I, I just see the French, though, just just taking this one
0: out. I might put this one down as a draw. I might go for a 1-1. Denmark to score their first goal of the tournament and frustrate the French. They won't find it as easy as they did against Australia. That's, That's a given. I think they can frustrate the French. That defence for Denmark is looking pretty solid. At times, Tunisia had some chances, but... I don't know. They they looked reasonably comfortable Denmark for most of the game. I think the Danes can frustrate the French, so I think it will go down as a draw.
1: I think Denmark will be more organised defensively than what Australia were, and that's throughout all the line. I think that's it's fair to say that, and that's where the the frustration from the French may come in. I just have a query. I'm I'm concerned right now, and I you know enough to even look at the prediction, right? But I still think France France and Denmark will go through, but I think I might have to change them around. I think France will go out in first and Denmark second. But um, I'm concerned with the Danes and their goal-scoring capability at the moment.
0: Yes, that was the one point of concern that we did raise, whether they do have enough goals. We'll see if they can score some tonight, but let's turn our attention to Group C. Group C. And midnight kick off Poland against Saudi Arabia off the back of the Socceroos. I don't know if if the Socceroos get trounced. I don't know if there's going to be too many people in Australia watching this game. I think they might be might turn the TV off for the night and call it there. But if those who do stick around and watch this game, they're in for a real treat because Saudi Arabia, the big story from match day one, beating Argentina against all odds. They're up against it again with Poland, another tough side who perhaps should have won on match day one against Mexico. They'll be looking for their first win.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and back the Saudis. I think they'll manage to pick themselves up. They've got a very, very clever uh, manager. Physically, they look fit. Like they, they could have ran. I mean, Argent, we, Argentina could still be playing against the Saudis today if that game had carried on, and they still wouldn't be able to score. <laughs> right? It just wasn't going to go in for them.
0: But I, I think that um, the Saudis uh, can take out the pulse. I think this can go any. I think this game can go any way. I can see. Saudi Arabia winning of course I can I can see Poland winning just cuz they have Robert Lewandowski and yes Argentina have Messi yes Argentina have so many other fantastic players he looked he looked all right Lewandowski in the first game he didn't look at his absolute best yes he should have scored the penalty but aside from that he didn't get too many chances i think Poland will have more more of the ball in this game than they did against Mexico because Saudi Arabia having already picked up 3 points if they get two draws against Poland and against Mexico they're through to the knockouts so A draw is good enough for Saudi Arabia, so I'm expecting Poland to be a bit more on the front foot. Maybe they can set up Lewandowski. I think this one will go down as another draw, though, for them. I might go one-all.
1: No, this game can go either way. It's going to be tight, but I just think maybe psychologically the Saudis just might be on such a high that they might be able to edge this one out, which would make it very difficult for my prediction as well (laughs) with regard to (laughs) Mexico. Uh, Argentina versus Mexico, 6 a.m. city
0: time tomorrow morning. What a game this is. What a game this is!
1: A lot of history, recent history between the two nations in World Cups,
0: and there's a lot on the line for both teams. Oh yeah, no wins in, in match day one. Can they get back on the horse? If it is Mexico that managed to take the game to Argentina and knock them over, what a story this would be! Argentina on the verge of getting grouped.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm taking a, a moment to pause here because I'm not expecting that to happen, but <laughs> it could very well, could very well happen. Uh, I, I see the Argentinians bouncing back at this one and, and uh, winning two Uh Look, the Mexicans, like I said in the preview, I'm tipping them to get through because I just think they had enough quality to get through to get past Poland and Saudi Arabia. But yeah, um, and look, with a win over Saudi Arabia in the next round, perhaps they will. But I just don't, um, I just don't see them uh, troubling the Argentinians enough tomorrow morning
0: yeah I do think Argentina will win this game I think they will come away with the points get back on the on the horse and make their way down the road of recovery onto the knockout stage I do think they'll still get through and it starts here tomorrow morning against Mexico I think I think it'll be a tough game Mexico will make it difficult for them I might go for a 2-1
1: all right so that sees us through and we'll be halfway through match day two by this time tomorrow morning Nathan crazy
0: crazy it's moving so fast It's a lot of football to keep up with. And uh, for those of you that are listening to the daily shows of The the Back Peg, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for joining us. And do follow the socials at The Back Peg on Twitter and Instagram. And do leave us a review if you feel so inclined. We'd love to hear all your feedback, good, bad, or in between. And we'll be back again tomorrow morning. Hopefully, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed following a Socceroos win. Fingers crossed. And... uh, do uh, do stay tuned for that episode tomorrow, whether it is good or bad for the Australian team. I've been Nathan Gould. And I'm Lazarus Gramos. Go the Socceroos. Thanks for joining us. Take care all.